You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Okay, you action-loving sports maniacs, look, we all like having something-something on the games. Hell, it's what keeps us from going to bed or watching Top Chef. But when you're putting your money out there on these rough gambling streets, the number one thing you need to know is simply this. A, when will I get my money without a hassle? And B, is this online sports book going to be a dirt patch in a cloud of dust next week? Well, with the official sweet action site of the ZabeCast, my bookie is that place. I've been doing business with them for over five years. They've got great odds, don't gouge on the VIG, have all kinds of props and futures, and best of all, in the rare case there's ever a customer service issue, guess who your customer service rep is? That's right. Me, El Baldo. So get in there, open an account, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, so they know that I sent you. And bet with your head no over it, and you'll never look back. You'll never be tempted to try these other big clown books that are spending a trillion dollars on fancy ad campaigns. MyBookie.com, MyBookie.com. You got a bookie? Yes, you do. And you don't have to meet him in a seedy Italian restaurant to settle up. An unusual opening piece of music for a sports podcast, but I think it's appropriate because I tape Andy Sunday mornings. God bless him for being available, eager, and ready to go on Sunday mornings. And on top of that, it's just an easy conversation because he is like my somewhat older uncle, Andy. You're an easy conversation on a Sunday morning, and you are coming to us from Vermont, correct? Yes, Chittenden, Chittenden, Vermont, as I look out on the sun-drenched lake on this beautiful Sunday morning. Yes, it is a beautiful Sunday. Are you looking at a lake as we speak right now, literally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sitting in the kitchen of... Uh, this old house, which was built uh, over a hundred years ago, uh, it's actually a reservoir, not a lake, but uh, oh, whatever you know, functions. Yeah, functions as a lake, and uh, yeah. So this this uh, my late friend, who I had known since I was eight years old. I started coming up here over fifty years ago. 
I uh, got to know his family, and uh, our kids played together over the years. And so uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, but the family still invites me, and I come up for a week, and it's very relaxing and uh, enjoyable. So I uh, I continue to do it. That's incredible. I, uh, I, too, am overlooking a lake as I talk to you this Sunday morning. Lake Michigan, as mm-hmm. I am in my apartment in downtown Milwaukee, I'm headed up to Green Bay, this afternoon, where we will be doing, our radio station will be doing a week of shows from Packers training camp. So mm. I wish you could see how beautiful this morning is here. It's just a crystalline blue sky, brilliant sunshine, summer day morning in Wisconsin. And you're in Vermont. It's almost like this podcast should have video. <laughs> Hey, if I went with you, could I uh, carry the helmets of one of those guys on a bicycle like those kids do uh, <laughs> at training camp every year? Well, they don't allow, they don't allow adults to do it, but yes, the kids uh-huh. still offer their bikes to the players to ride a very short distance across the street and down a short little road from the Packers locker room, which is across the street in the bowels of Lambeau Field, over to the practice center. But I'm not sure how that tradition is going to you know, survive when they finish a project to build a tunnel under the Mm. road across the street. I guess they'll still ride outside, but it's a very cool tradition and one that, of course, now Andy has a major sponsor attached (laughs) to it. Of course. Well, there's money to be made. (laughs) The NFL says... You gonna eat that? Okay, we're gonna take that. Now, yeah, just just hand it over here. We'll we'll be happy to get a sponsor for you. Exactly. Yep. So, what are you doing in terms of lake recreation? Any boating? Any canoeing? Yes, I... they have a a very nice party boat, and we usually go out uh, in the evening, have a little happy hour out there. A um, pontoon have... boat. Yeah, it's called a part. We call it a party boat, but I guess it would be a pontoon. They call boat. them yeah. pontoon boats here in Wisconsin. I was on one yesterday, as a matter of fact. I would imagine mm-hmm. what went on yesterday at Pewaukee Lake is a lot different than what happens on a pontoon <laughs> up in Vermont. <laughs> yes. And uh, I like to kayak a lot. Um, nice. I swim. I walk. I hike. Uh, we there's um, there's a couple of nice trails that uh, and they have mountain bikes up here. I don't usually do a lot of mountain biking, but uh, one of the guys up here likes to ride, so I ride with him a little bit. And uh, yeah, just I mean, it sounds just sounds sounds refreshing for the soul. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely. It's it's uh, it's it's nice to be away. The I mean, the schmutz and the and the humidity and oh. all that. I've left that behind. It's it's you know like seventy degrees and, oh, and no humidity. Yes. It's great. It was a scorcher in D.C. this week, wasn't it? Oh God! I mean, when I left, uh, see, Friday was mid nineties with really high humidity. Was, when I went out of my house early in the morning, like before the sun came up, uh, and it was in the seventies. You still couldn't breathe. It was just stifling. Yeah, know? and then oh. and then storms came through, knocked oh, yeah. down a whole yeah. bunch of trees. A lot of people without power. And in the yeah. wake of this, Andy, I might say, I might ask you one more time. Where could you live in which you both get that kind of awful weather and destruction in storms, as well as bitter cold ice and blizzards in the winter? You get all of it, Andy. You get the worst of everything in the DMV. I've been listening to you kvetch about the weather in D.C. for 15 years. And where have you wound up part of the year? 
Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which to me doesn't exactly sound like Phoenix, Arizona, which is where you continue to talk about going, I know. but so far I haven't done it. I know. My point about the weather is simply this. Look, the winters here in Wisconsin are really, really tough. And they're so and they're and they're not tough enough so that Minnesota can't go, oh please, hold our beer. We'll show you a tough winter. <laughs> And right, right now in Arizona, I think it's 120 degrees. So whoever's still left in Phoenix is laughing, going, yeah, you come here in March, Zabe, stick through the summer and then get back to us. My point about the DMV weather is that it is the most severe, complete set of everything weather. Do you know what I'm saying? That yeah, the extremes, okay. you get the extremes of literally everything in D.C. There is not a weather phenomenon you can't catch a, a punch in the face from. Whether it's a well, hurricane, check, done that. Whether it's stifling heat and humidity, check. Storms that knock down trees, check. Blizzards, check. Ice storms, check. And on down yeah, the list. But- they get everything. Not every year, though. We, we've I, gone, I know not every year. year my, my, no snow. Right. You know, I mean, it, it, look, if, if you're looking for the perfect weather place to live, go find it, Geigesund, and, and, and send me a postcard. But, you know. <laughs> no, there is no perfect place. I'm just saying that, you no. know, places like Wisconsin, they don't get the summer brutality and they don't get hurricanes. So right. there's two of them okay. are off the list. Arizona, of course, doesn't get any winter or ice storms, so that's off the list. D.C. and the Mid-Atlantic gets a little bit of everything. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm glad you're up there. And by the way, kids, listen. Did you hear what Andy said? He befriended a fella who had a beautiful home in Vermont and would invite Andy up there just for the mere company and to recharge that friend passed away, and Andy was such a good house guest, was such a hail fellow well met. They said, "Please keep coming, Andy." Yeah, well, good for you, well, my friend. I, I, I become yeah, but I become friends also with the family over the years. So you know, they, I know, and were, again, I'm going to applaud that. That takes yeah. diplomatic tact and being a genuinely, genuinely pleasant and engaging fellow otherwise they wouldn't want you there they'd be like oh well thank god you know so-and-so's friend you know is not coming this year well yeah that could be i mean or you could also call it skilled snoring if you'd like uh you know either way um but yes it's uh it's it's a very nice thing andy skilled snoring is called life for those who are doing it right Don't you true. think? That's true. Both I in guess so. both in personal life and in business, skilled snoring. Sure. Skilled snoring is the likes of the new commander's owner buying ice cream for the media. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gone a long way with some very small investments. He bought beers for people at a bar and ice cream for the media. So for a few grand, he has bought himself millions of dollars in goodwill. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, uh, Grant Paulson said, I can't help but think of the time that Snyder left ice cream yeah. on the desk of his coordinator. Mike Nolan, was it? Yeah, Mike Nolan, defensive coordinator. He right? left yeah. He left uh, like two gallons of vanilla ice cream on Nolan's desk while he was out at practice uh, on purpose so they would melt and make a mm-hmm. mess on his desk with a note that read what? Too vanilla, his defense. Too vanilla. I yeah. don't like vanilla, said Danny Boy. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that was like in the first year of his ownership, right? It was, yeah, because Nolan was uh, the defensive coordinator for Norv. Actually, he was forced to dump Nolan after that first year, and that's when he got Ray Rhodes for year two, right? <laughs> yeah, just in, and then the churn and burn began oh, yeah. for 25 yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we were early on in pointing a lot of this stuff out, and we made we made a radio show for about 15 years chronicling it. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, and now, now, you know, as, as still doing radio, you know, you have to kind of pivot to, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we've got guys who are owners who are not terrible human beings. How, how do I approach this now? <laughs> right. How do I spin this? You know, this guy's actually a normal guy that makes sense. It doesn't mean there wasn't <clears throat> drama at uh, commander's camp this week and breaking news on a Sunday morning, but I'll get to that in a second. Let me focus on the positive, And that is, the buzz, the energy, the amount of fans, everything seemed to be very exciting out there this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, you know. Did you and, go? And I take, no, I did not. But, but I watched a lot of it and followed it all on Twitter. And I actually have been uh, communicating a little bit with one of the minority owners, Mark Ein, who I know a little bit. Nice. But, um, but, but the, the, the issue is this. Uh, and this takes nothing away from Josh Harris and Mitch Rails, who I do know a little bit. I worked for him many years ago. Um, that they are living off being not Danny. No matter who they are, they are not Danny. And as long as you're not Danny, that's a huge, huge plus. Now, what they have done and how they've handled it, I, I can't. Uh, you know, everything they've done to me so far looks spot on. And. Uh, they put out what they call a wraparound in the actual Washington Post last Sunday. It was a letter from Harris, and it was right. just so well-written and, so, and just hit the right notes of, of how, you know, basically this is your team, and we're the stewards, and we're going to do what we can to, to build it back. I mean, they just really have, I think, top to bottom in just a week and a half have done about as good a job as you could possibly yeah. do. They're definitely in the honeymoon phase right now where all they have yeah. to be yeah. is not Dan. And they will right, be loved. but but they've gone beyond that. They they they. It's true. I mean, just just showing up and saying hi. I'm not Dan Snyder. You're automatically a winner. And then on top of that, what they've done has been uh, really spot on. Yeah. Now to the uh, bit of news uh, and con- not controversy. That's not the right word. But the bit of news from uh, Commanders Camp. Don Geronimo who is, for those not listening in the D.C. area, one of the more notable and significant morning show radio hosts in market history. Part of the former show, Don and Mike, had done afternoons on a station, done mornings. They were the precursor. They followed uh, Howard Stern, right, Don and Mike, in the market? I think at one time they were on the same station, but yeah, they were they were part of uh, Guy Talk Radio at uh, WJFK, and I think before that they were at another station that went uh, religion, I believe. Right, point, but, right. One, uh, WAVA, 105 one, yeah. I believe. So right, Don right. Geronimo. They were successful. Yeah, 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 Don Geronimo is 64. Uh, he and Don and Mike, he, the Mike part. Uh, they split up a while ago, so they had not been a thing. Don, I believe, worked out in Sacramento for a while, and as of recently, came back to the market to host a morning show on the iHeart station, Big 100. Great signal, by the way, in the D.C. area, and they became the new home of the Commanders. Uh, that the, the, the Snyder decided to go for a bigger station, I'm sure more money, 
and they were on Big 100. Even though that's not a sports station, that's where the team decided to put their games. Well, Don Geronimo, last week at Commander's Camp, watched a woman by the name of Charlotte McBride, who is a sports reporter or news reporter? She does both at, uh, at the at CBS affiliate. She also plays a news anchor, played a news anchor on Succession. Oh, wow. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte yeah. McBride, who is quite beautiful and mm-hmm. in excellent shape and should not be shamed for either one of those things, she was walking by Don Geronimo doing his show live from Commander's Camp, and he said, oh, hey, there goes Barbie Girl. And then made references to, quote, that chick and said something along the lines of, I thought she was a cheerleader. They quickly said he would be banned from broadcasting from the facility anymore. And then by Sunday morning, he was out. Don Geronimo fired after just renewing his contract through 2026. Yeah, well, there's probably a clause in there for for something like that. And uh Frankly, he lasted six months longer than I thought he would. I think he really? came back about a year. Yeah, he came back about a year ago. And uh, I, think it's I don't been know long, him. I think it's been longer than a year ago, Andy. Easily. Maybe. Time flies. Okay. It's been several years. It's just we never paid attention. Many people didn't pay attention. I thought he, I thought he was part of the, the station as they were getting the commanders last year. I thought that was They got the commanders, it. I think, in 2020. No, 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 because we had them then. We, we, our, our station and, and I know actually and, no, the sports six, capital, 630 and, and also uh, the WMAL 105.9 FM. So they had them until, I think, until the 20, until last season. So I, I thought he came in last year. But anyway, uh, he, he is, I don't know him, but I do know people that I'd like and respect and think of him as the absolute worst human being they've ever worked with. Really? And, uh, yeah, and and look, what he said on the air, you totally get away with in 1985, but y- you don't in 2023. And he and Don Geronimo became very successful being shock jocks back in the 80s and the 90s and into the 2000s. But times have changed, and if you don't adapt with, with the changes and you don't have a filter, which causes you not to say those things, then, you know, <laughs> this is what happens to you. So I, I really have no sympathy for him whatsoever. Right. And, uh, and, and I, I, I expected that at some point he would implode, and <laughs> here he is, gone There's, again. Yeah, gone again. There's three levels to this from my perspective. The first top level is, in my perfect world, should those be fireable offense comments? And my answer is, no, not really. If you want to have radio that is organic and you know genuine and whatever, but we don't live in that world, so I understand and accept that. The second level is, you know, uh, was this predictable he would get fired? And the answer, of course. The third level is me thinking, what was he thinking? Did he just get cocky, thinking, "Hey, I got a new contract. The show's going fairly well. Let's get back to some of the edgy stuff." And then, whoops, I went too far and hit the wall. Or could it just be that he, I don't know, what, like, why would he be that dumb? He shouldn't, no matter if he's a good guy or a bad guy, he should know for a team that just got through an Mm -hmm. owner with sexual harassment issues, this is not it, bro. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a lazy move. It's, it's going for a cheap, easy laugh. 
And at this point, having been in, he's been in radio, I think longer than I have. I think he started when he was about 15 years old yeah. uh, doing WINX. So, you know, you, you have to learn that things change. And, and what he said would have been totally acceptable 30 years ago. I don't right. think there's any question about it. But, you know, okay, you, you took this new job under the terms of how radio works these days, how how society works, how the Me Too movement has changed things, and how many people who used to make a lot of money doing TV or radio are no longer doing it anymore because they violated those terms. And, okay, you didn't want to do it? Fine. So now you're looking for work again. Good luck. I don't think there's going to be a big market for you, but, okay, you, you blew up this chance. And I guess I guess his lawyers will fight for what was on the contract. I don't know what the clauses are, whether that, you know, they fired him with cause and were able to get out of it or whether they'll collect some money. I have no idea. What does the station do, do you think, Andy? They've got a morning show that really can't be replaced. It's not like a plug-and-play sports radio station where they go, okay, you know what, we'll just get this guy in there. They brought him in just for the purpose of revitalizing the station, and now they're out. Uh, they might have to collapse the whole morning show. And then you got to wonder how long will the commanders be on that station? Well, I, they have a contract to be on it, and I think removing him you know, takes care of it. Also, he, he inserted himself into some kind of a pregame show, which he was always awful at. Uh, he didn't do any homework on the team. And, sure. You know, at one time, I, you know, I did the pregame for many years, as you know, and, and I remember coming home from vacation once when uh, I think his name, remember Rich Cook was filling in for me. And uh, so I just flipped over to see what he was doing because uh, they had the games. And he had to, they were playing Memphis or, or, or Tennessee. They were, they were known as Memphis then. And uh, he had some reporter on to talk about the Titans. And he asked the Titans how much Elvis's colon weighed when he died. So, you know, that was, that was his way of doing a, a, a pregame show for, you know, and I always treated it like people who were tuning in. Of course, we were a sports station, but people who were tuning in wanted to know something about the team or yeah. wanted to know something about the game. And so he decided that he would try and make it really funny about him. Okay, well, you know, then then if that works for you, great. And if it doesn't, like it didn't last weekend, now you're on the unemployment line again. Yeah. Well, sixty four should probably retire. Well, I mean, he can. He can. <laughs> of course, or, Andy, you're you know, sixty. I, you're sixty four, right? I'll be sixty five Friday, and I. I Whoa! You know, I, 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 Whoa! I Wait a minute! I I I can't believe I didn't plan some party for this. No. Uh, but uh, look, I, I, as I often say, I don't retire. They retire me. So far, they haven't done it. They may have retired Don Geronimo. They may not have. I don't know. But, uh, you know, whatever, whatever happened here, it's his fault. There, right. There's no there's no there was no no uh, nobody did anything to him that that caused this to happen. He did it to himself. All right. I got to take a pause for a minute. You know, Andy, you're you're my first friend if I can call you that, and that's, I do believe you're a friend of mine. I, I consider you one. You're my first friend. You're, 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 you're closer to friend than acquaintance. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I haven't unlocked friend status yet? No, I would say, I would say, I say, we have different interests, but I would say we're friends. Okay, yes. all right. We're, we're professional friends for sure. You're my first yeah. friend, Andy, who is going to turn 65. Really? Friend. Think about that. No, but I have people that I've worked with over the years that I consider friends who are older than okay. I Okay. 
I think I think yeah. it's a I think it's a very interesting point in life when one of your friends turns official retirement age, even though people now work routinely past the so-called official retirement age. You're my first friend who will turn 65. So the first big day or first big number is 30. That's the big one, 30, then 40, then 50. I think this is the next big one, although maybe 60 is big as well. 65. How will 65 feel on Friday? As a matter of fact, we were talking about this last night, um, and, and I agree with you about the 30. Here, when I was 30, uh, I was married, a child, I had a mortgage. So at that point, I felt, okay, childhood, you know, whatever else is behind. I'm mm-hmm. an adult now. Mm-hmm. All the others after that really haven't been that <laughs> impactful, really, to be no. honest with you. 50 was not no. more traumatic than 40? No, not really. Okay. And then and then. 60, and then look, the full retirement for me or for Social Security for for me is now sixty six years and eight months. So that's almost two years away. Okay. Um, you know, and and um, yes, I mean here here's where I'm at. I'm at a point in my life where I don't have to work anymore. So so that that is good. But I've been there for a couple of years. So you know, if if I was not working, I would be okay. So I work now because I like it. I like what I do. I like the people I work with. Yeah. But yeah, th- that would be the only the only part of it. But in terms of hey, you're 65. He, you know, here's your pension. Here's here's your gold watch. Go off into the sunset. Right. That doesn't really happen anymore. Right. And he doesn't have to work anymore because a he worked his ass off all along the way and has yeah. been very conscientious about his money. But then secondly, you don't really splurge on anything. So no, you're, no, and I don't, I don't, I don't find enjoyment like like people say. Oh, if, if you win the lottery, uh, you, you know you're swimming in money. Okay, then I think to myself, well, what would I want? I don't want a yacht. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> would I buy a nicer car? Maybe, but it's not something I lust after. You know, I you mean, would buy, you would me, buy your you would buy your own house in Vermont on a lake. That's a yeah, little okay, bit but, bigger, a little bit nicer, but not ridiculous baller house. That would not be in your suite of right. expectations. But but to me, I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, money has always meant security. That's it. It, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean luxury. No, no. It, it hasn't for me. Right. Uh, money, I've learned over the years, and people preach this, it's freedom from. Right. Money provides freedom from worry about what if I get sick or freedom from having to listen to some dipshit boss say, I know the signal's very staticky at 530, but you're just going to have to be good enough that people are willing to listen through that so your ratings don't dip when the station signal goes into the shitter. You right, know, right. It's a, those F, kind of F-U things. Money. F, when you have FU money, when, right. when you can say whatever they say, well, I'm not going to do that or I don't care what you say about that and not be worried about getting fired. That's a good feeling. I have been roasted, and I get roasted for a lot of things, but that's okay. I've been roasted by my colleagues whenever there's a big Powerball by saying the most I ever want to win in a lottery is $5 million. Hmm. Well, $5 million doesn't necessarily set you up for life. You're right. Not yeah. Maybe call it 10, but I, they, people are like, what are you, crazy? And I go, no, because $5 million Cut in half is two and a half after taxes. And it's a big enough thing. It's going to really give you a nice cushion in life. But then at the same time, it's small enough 
that far fewer people are going to come at you asking for it. Right. And that's the that's biggest true. problem with winning a huge lottery payout. They will keep coming and asking you for money left and right and right and left forever. And when people say, who cares? I know how to say no. I'll just say no. I'm like, you don't understand how it works. They won't just ask you for the money if you win a billion dollars on Powerball. When you tell them no, they're not going to go, oh, well, I tried, and then go on with their life. They're going to try to undermine you. They're going to talk shit to family members. They're going to do other Mm -hmm. stuff that is going to be vindictive and petty. People are going to lose their minds because they're going to see you with this huge pile of money that they know you didn't work for, and they're going to say, why aren't you giving me some of it? Right. Yep. So yeah, five million is that. about that's... five million is about it. Everything else is a headache. Everything else is now shit. I got to manage this thing. I got to fend people off of this thing. I got to manage the taxes. On I mean, ah, it's a lot of things. Also, if you look at what has happened to lottery winners, they pretty much mirror a lot of these athletes who who make billions of dollars. They go broke. And, yeah, and they go broke because they got plenty of people who helped them along the way. We're looking for their money. And, and with a lot of athletes, they've never had money before, so they don't understand it. I mean, you right. and I grew up middle, upper middle class. Sure. Our, our parents knew, knew how to handle money. You know, it was, it was different. But it's not that way for them. And a lot of lottery winners are like that, too. You know, a lot of lottery winners, because uh, you and I look at lotteries like, yeah, okay, that'd be cool if we won. But we're not, like, desperately playing every week. There are people who are, who are like, stretching their budgets to put down the – you know, the three, four dollars to, to buy lottery tickets every week. Right. Or whatever if, it costs. I, I've I, never even bought one in my life. I, I don't even know what the cost. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I want a huge lottery and I bought some baller ass mansion somewhere and I was building it and meeting with, you know, the construction guys and the designers and they'd be like, uh, do you want travertine tile in the bathroom? Of course. I got all Z monies. <laughs> then it would be a very empty thing. I wouldn't feel this great sense of accomplishment. It would just be like ordering a McDonald's. Yeah, sure. Four, $4 million mansion in uh, Sunrise Valley in Arizona. Great. <laughs> it, tell me when it's ready, when I can move in. <laughs> like like Will Chamberlain. They, they, I watched the documentary on uh, Showtime. You should watch it, by the way. Um, but uh, I got Major was, League to watch first. I'm getting hounded on that. Never seen the movie. Okay. Okay. Oh. The uh, anyway, the the, uh, the the he built this incredible mansion in the 1970s when people weren't doing that, mm-hmm. and he apparently lived a lonely life in there. You know, I mean, the the, the talk of the 20,000 women that was obviously exaggerated, but he had this great big palace that he lived in up on a hill, but he lived alone. You know, really? his, his life, yeah. I mean, it was not uh, it's not fulfilling if you really, you know, yeah. examine it. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you 
how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that MyBookie.com has more than just sports gambling? Oh yeah, they've got an online casino that is amazingly fun to play and can be quite profitable. Want to sharpen some skills for a trip to Vegas or maybe another casino? You want to practice card counting, bet variants, or some exotic strategy you saw on TikTok? MyBookie.com. And of course, there's always the sports. Not just football, which we're all salivating about, but baseball, golf, tennis, boxing, MMA, and a bunch of stuff that you'll say, wait, I can bet something on that? Yes, you can. Get an account at MyBookie.com. Enter promo code ZABE so they know that I sent you. And splash around and have some fun in life, especially after you get that reimbursement check from your sales meeting in Grand Forks, South Dakota. MyBookie.com, the one, the only, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Speaking of money, this is amazing. Uh, Max Scherzer has been traded uh, from the Mets to the Texas Rangers. Uh, The Mets finally coming to terms with the fact that this giant monstrosity of a roster built with all of Steve Cohen's money wasn't doing shit, couldn't do shit, and it's time to just fold it up, break it down, and try something else next year. Traded to the Rangers, and according to the latest report, Joel Sherman says the Mets are going to pay Scherzer $8 million more million than they actually owe him as part of the trade because he's got a no-trade clause. Andy, in my life, I've never heard of this in sports. Well, it's called negotiations, and it's called leverage. And Scott Boris is his agent. And, you know, God bless him for doing it. You know, the, the, uh, the contract that was signed by Jalen Brown uh, with the Celtics, $304 million, right? Over, five, like over five years, making it, him a 60-some-odd million-dollar player, the highest per year number so far in league history. Yeah, now he does not have, like Bradley Beal, a no-trade clause in his contract. But – 
the contract includes a trade kicker. And the kicker means if he gets traded, he makes more money. That's oh. how that works. Oh, my God. So I guess, yeah. I guess in the case of Scherzer, he was like, look, I don't really want to do this, but if you pay me more money, I guess I will. Yeah. Yeah, that's well. That was part of with that. It was part of having the no trade clause. So, yeah, they, so, that's, so that's Boris worth... is saying, "Hey, if you want him to waive that, it's going to cost you." Yeah. So they settle at eight million dollars. So get this: Scherzer will be the first player to ever have been paid by three different teams in one year, and it's a oh. shit ton of money. The Rangers at six point seven million. The Nationals are paying him fifteen million, and the Mets are going to be on the hook for thirty-six million dollars. Jeez, that's a good country. <laughs> and and I'll tell you, I I I think he's tremendous. I've, I I he's one of the my my favorite players of all time. I love watching him pitch for the Nationals. Uh, and you know, it's it, as far as I'm concerned, it's just somebody else's money. Um, I, I can't get too worked up. About no, it no, no. Yeah. I'm not worked up about the money. I, I do like him as, as a pitcher, as a ball player. Uh, I don't know how much he'll help the Rangers. His ERA is over four. You know, he's up there in age. He gets hurt a lot. The best part of this story though, and boy, it's amazing how wrong this guy is. Mike Francesa has struck again. You ready? <laughs> The Midas touch. What did he say? Uh, here we go. This. Thank you to Funhouse on Twitter at back after this. The Max Scherzer trade officially became actually became official two weeks ago when Francesa informed his loyal listeners on his podcast the following: Scherzer sitting on forty million a year. Verlander sitting on forty three million a year, guaranteed. And you think those players aren't going to take player options? They're not getting their money anywhere else. <laughs> They're going nowhere. They're both on the team next year. <laughs> how, Andy? How can a guy so experienced in how the modern sports world works be so utterly wrong all the time? Well, he, he, he's been wrong for a long time. and he's, I don't know how much money he makes now, but he made a lot of money for a long time being wrong. And uh, and gained a significant following. I mean, as, as as dull as his radio show was, and he would just sit there and just kind of bloviate for fifteen minutes and take phone calls for the next three sure, hours. Sure, <laughs> he he was he was he was successful in what he was supposed to do. I think, bring in listeners and advertisers. I know? think what it comes down to is the certainty was far more important yeah. than the accuracy. So right. whatever and, your and stance I, is, just. Deliver it with a certainty that reflects you as this unimpeachable authority. And if it turns out to be wrong, eh, the world will have moved on by then. But this one Twitter account has been persistent in pointing out yeah, because, how wrong he's yeah, been. Because because he's made up a lot of stuff over the years and, and he's he's never he never has admitted that he's wrong. You know, the one thing I will give Stephen A. Smith as much as and he does the same thing. But when he gets it wrong, he will say he gets it wrong. Francesa never never goes back and said, "Yeah, I guess I didn't have that one." Or, but the job, you know, and we've done this for decades. The job is to give your opinion and be emphatic about it. Don't yeah. be wishy about it. Don't be wishy. wishy about it. Right? Have a take and yeah. don't suck, yeah. as Jim Rome would say. Right. And then finally, on the money front, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor 
who is entering the final year of his rookie contract, has been the Colts' best weapon now for the last three years, putting up monster numbers, both running and receiving, uh, met with Jim Ursay in Ursay's team luxury bus, coach bus, at practice on Saturday, came out of the bus and probably said, I'm demanding a trade. Talk about a meeting not going well. Ursay then afterwards told Ian Rappaport, look, if if I die tomorrow and if Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, nobody's going to miss us. The NFL moves on. Wow. He's right. He's right. He's absolutely right. He's right, but A, what a dick. B, is it yeah. smart to be pissing off your best player? Well, he's a running back, and running backs, they make more. And, and uh, I have, I've been firmly on the side of ownership this past few weeks, two weeks, as this, you know, Kvetch train rolls on of uh, the, the, the running backs getting together on Zoom calls to, uh, to say, we're not going to take this anymore, and then Saquon Barkley putting his tail between his legs and, and going back to the Giants. It's, it's not like the quarterback position. When you lose a top-flight quarterback, you can't replace him. When you lose a top-flight running back, you just get more. They're like Doritos. You can have more, They're, and they have just the same production. So I don't, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for Jonathan Taylor. I'm sorry, I don't. So is it only running backs for which they can be uh, good but not unique and extraordinary? Are wide receivers yeah. the same way? Well, I mean, are, have they been able to replace production from top receivers when they have, you know, gone top receivers? Field? Top receivers get paid a shit ton of money, yeah, like Jamar they're, they're Chase and others. To replace. Oh, yeah, but but, but they, are they? I don't know. I haven't done the numbers on that. But, like that, uh, that's a that's a good question worth exploring, because yeah. I'm struggling with the is Jonathan Taylor just a guy who's been productive. Or is he truly unique in how he zigs and zags and shakes and shucks guys? Because once upon a time, the, the running backs were the stars and the quarterbacks were the bus drivers, Andy. They were average yeah. dudes, right? Yeah, right. But, but that, the game changed. The game changed dramatically. And, and look, I heard, I heard Steve Young on, a, on uh, the Dan Patrick Show last week say that Peyton Manning and Dan Marino couldn't play in the NFL today. Really? Yeah. He said it's a game that's based on space and being able to run the football. And he said, you know, basically, if, if I was 30 years younger, I would be great. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, he, he said the game they played is not the game that's being played in the NFL right now. Oh, Steve Young said that. I like Steve Young. I think he's smart as well. I want to call that take a completely bullshit take. I think Manning could play. Manning played in an NFL that was already at that spot in its evolution. His his Mm -hmm. supercomputer, Manning's supercomputer, was so good, it made up for the fact that he could barely move with that fused neck. Right. Yeah, well, he he and Marino, they couldn't run, but they had this unbelievable quick release. Right. So I would think they would adapt, but this is the take of a Hall of Fame quarterback, so I would think I might yield to him. I don't know. All right. I'm going to have a beautiful day, Andy. I'm going to go play golf with friends and then drive to Green Bay, Wisconsin, a beautiful city, watch some practice from the Packers this week. What are you doing today up there in Vermont? 
I do what I call the Chittenden Triathlon. I do my long walk. I will do some kayaking. I will do some swimming. I will do some boating. And uh, I will just uh, enjoy the beautiful day and the beautiful uh, beautiful place I'm in right now. That is beautiful, as Tony Bruno would say. All right, Andy, thanks yeah. for your time this morning. We'll chat next week. Very good, Dave. Take All right, care. See ya. Okay, you action-loving sports maniacs, look, we all like having something-something on the games. Hell, it's what keeps us from going to bed or watching Top Chef. But when you're putting your money out there on these rough gambling streets, the number one thing you need to know is simply this. A, when will I get my money without a hassle? And B, is this online sports book going to be a dirt patch in a cloud of dust next week? Well, with the official sweet action site of the ZabeCast, my bookie is that place. I've been doing business with them for over five years. They've got great odds, don't gouge on the VIG, have all kinds of props and futures, and best of all, in the rare case there's ever a customer service issue, guess who your customer service rep is? That's right. Me, El Baldo. So get in there, open an account, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, so they know that I sent you. And bet with your head no over it. And you'll never look back. You'll never be tempted to try these other big clown books that are spending a trillion dollars on fancy ad campaigns. MyBookie.com, MyBookie.com. You got a bookie? Yes, you do. And you don't have to meet him in a seedy Italian restaurant to settle up.